Welcome to Ellis for Losers, a pop culture and reality TV roundup. I'm Jessica Jardin. I'm Marcy Jaro. Hello, Jess. Hi, Marcy. How's it going? It's good. It's like a summer week here in, in the sweltering 90s. LA. It's really, I mean, I have been inside mostly, <laughs> but the when I have peeked outside or grabbed the mail, uh, it's very crazy. It's yeah. like a very, it makes it feel like we're turning the corner. I feel a lot of optimism in the air. LA's, we're not going to talk COVID, but numbers are down and it feels like change is on the horizon. Oh. I have optimism. And something very exciting happened. We went Ooh. to dinner on Friday. That's true. I forgot that was this week. Oh I my know. gosh. It's been like a million years since last Friday. We <gasps> went uh, to an undisclosed location called Glendale. <laughs> we went to Carousel Kim, the, the Kardashians' favorite restaurant. And we had Ugh. such a great time. It was truly a delight. I've never been to Carousel on a weekend or really very much at night. I feel like I've only really been for lunch. And it is, for anyone who does not know, it is a f- staple through the series. They, have they know. To. Disgusting if they don't. But go ahead. Go just ahead. if they didn't. But yeah, it's just Armenian food and it was wonderful. Yeah, and it's, it's they, very, it's their, they go to it a lot, especially in the early days. Yeah, you really, it featured heavily early on. And it is honestly delicious. If you happen to be or live in the LA area, there is a Hollywood location and then the kind of bigger Glendale location. You're going to want to go to the Glendale location. You're going to want to go to Glendale. That's uh, where Kim danced on the stage, if you recall. <laughs> it was so special. It was so fun to see Trish. We had a little wine afterwards mm-hmm. at a wine bar. And it was really... Just so special to get so to nice. hang out together. Yeah. I enjoyed it. you're really happy. Anything else? What else has been going on? Oh, uh, I don't know what else I've been doing. I feel very boring this week. This um, it was an intense yeah. week, it felt, for me. Yeah. Just yeah. so much going on. Uh, I have started listening to a new podcast. It's not even a new podcast. I'm sure it probably came out er- last year at some point, but... It's called The Plot Thickened. It's season Ooh. three. It's about Lucille Ball, friend of the podcast, Michael McMillan, suggested it. And he's like, you should really listen to it. You're going to love it. And I was like, you don't tell me what to do. Okay. I don't <laughs> know why I'm a brat about recommendations because I really have loved it. I have not watched something, something Ricardo's. I haven't watched. Oh, yes, I do. I would like to. Being, 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 becoming, the, being the Ricardo. Be, but it was fascinating to hear about Lucille Ball's life. I didn't realize so many things about her. Like one, she was like a struggling little chorus girl and she, you know, is not a redhead. I think I did know that. She is the first woman to own a major studio. Oh yeah, that checks out. Of course. So cool. And the first woman to be pregnant and to, to be like actually visibly pregnant on television that and is she, very crazy because that was like kind of considered almost like a gross hidden thing you wouldn't really want people to see, right? Yeah, they were like not going to allow her to do it. And she, the the episode where she gives birth, that was the day she gave birth. Then they planned <gasps> it to do, they planned it that way. Holy shit. Also, she she and uh, Ricky totally, not Ricky, sorry, Desi, <laughs> into his character. She and Desi, like, actually reinvented. They, like, they figured out how to film. They, like, 
the way that the modern sitcom is filmed, it's, they figured it out because they had to figure something out. Like it's, it's incredible how many things they did and just like how, then how tumultuous their relationship was. And it's just a really good deep dive into Lucille Ball and just, I don't know. She's, she is such a cool woman. I mean, yes, I would love to listen because that is definitely, I feel like she would definitely fall in that category of like somebody I'm sure I think I know the story and I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Like there is so much to this person and especially as an adult and imagining like a woman in that time managing a career and fame and power, also, you know, this is another thing that kind of I, I, I should have realized it, but and I talk about it all the time about this sort of fear that is instilled with women that if you're over 32 and you don't have kids, you're a geriatric pregnancy. She had her first child seven weeks before she started filming. I love Lucy season one. She was 39 years old. And then her second child that she had literally on air almost, she was 40 (laughs) something. So like maybe 40, 41, but like, and, and that was long ago, long, yes. long, long ago. Oh, my God. I bet you at that time that was the equivalent of like, yeah, having your baby at 60. I don't think you know? so, because my great grandmother had like children into her late 40s. I think this is a modern mm. like fear tactic. I do not believe that people freaked out about getting having children. Maybe your first child was kind of weird, but I think it was so normal back then for people in their 40s to still be having children because people had like 12, 13, 14 kids, yeah. you know? No, that's true. So yeah. I think this is a modern lie to scare women into buying fertility tests, into going to doctors. And I've I think I've said this for a few years now that I'm like, I don't believe it. My mom's like, okay, if that makes you feel better. I'm like, I don't I need to feel anyway. You shut up. You're a bitch. <laughs> I think and I just think it's like a lot more nuanced than I just think that's a very like the idea of like hitting an age being a non-option for you is I think there are there are women who have fertility problems at 25 yeah you know and there it's it doesn't you know I mean, everything is easier on your body when you're younger think uh, of all the poor teenagers who can't get pregnant in high school though (laughs) it's like I just think it's like, yeah, everything is harder at a certain age because of muscle loss and and elasticity and like stress, just time, things that are sleep. harder. Yeah. It's like, but it's like the idea that yes, I I think it is like a. I mean, I can talk about it for ten thousand years. I think it is a very cruel, very toxic, very predatory. Currently predatory industry. It is um, just especially cruel to do to women in their mid. 30s to 40s like like that whole like it's just cruel to be like oh you're 32 and it didn't happen so it's uh, and it almost always times with uh, for a lot of women when their careers begin to take off when they have financial freedom and autonomy and it is yes it is it is really but that's fascinating I did not know she had her kids that late or at let's let's say late at that point at that yeah (laughs) At that point in her life. Uh, while she was really, that her career, that's when it like lined up for her. So good, good job, Lucille Ball. I love it. I, I was, I was booked and busy with this week's watching. I did not, I think, dip into anything new. We are chugging along on Pam and Tommy, albeit with, I, I have complicated feelings as we've talked about it and I've read more about the issues surrounding it, but I 
truly am like very taken with the performance. I'm obsessed with Sebastian Stan's Tommy Lee. It is like such an absolute bro dummy voice and I love it so much. <laughs> just like, Chaw, Pam. <laughs> it's just, like such a dummy and and I do think, oh my God, I'm blanking on her name. Lily James. I just, I do think her Pam is incredible. So I, I've she's been doing a great checking job. away at that. Yeah, like she may be portraying a person who really did not want her to do it, but she's doing a good job of re-traumatizing Pam. Yes. It's yes. not her fault. And I'm she, watching it. It's not, I mean, not all her fault, at least. It's harsh. She made her choices. But uh, I haven't watched any more, but I probably will. I spend the whole weekend watching Bridget Jones's Diary, Bridget Jones, Edge of Reason, Bridget Jones's Baby. Oh, my God. What inspired that? Oh, man. Couldn't tell you. Oh, I know what it was. Because you guys were making fun of me on Friday for being so hot and sexy that all the waiters are in love with me making fun of you they were I making believe... fun of me because i was no no so no, no. We alluring were to awe. everyone they really couldn't stop mocking how hot i am to men okay this is the strangest <laughs> taking of compliments i have ever witnessed there was a it was non-stop waiters being into you and trisha and i were rightfully acknowledging it and that's what happened look i'm just the one sitting there with no wedding ring with no oh, wedding space buns so it was just <laughs> making me it i think it might have like triggered like a like a oh, thoughts of single spinster dating even though i'm I guess about eight years older than Bridget Jones was in that first movie. Oh boy. I I actually don't know that I've ever watched any Bridget Jones. Which is <gasps> mortifying. Speaking of mortifying, I know. I know. It's I, like I, I a like true to. like rom com. You'll <sighs> be you'll it'll blow your mind because Everyone in the film calls her chubby or or fat. Oh yes, and I remember this. Literally weighs like one thirty six. She's like a <laughs> hundred and thirty because she like documents like it, it's her diary. So she's like a hundred and thirty six pounds. It's like oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> well, and then for the third movie, she was just she refused to gain weight again. So they're like, well, she's lost weight now. <laughs> What an insane, <sighs> what an insane time we grew up in and continue to be alive in. Oh, I remembered what I did this weekend very quickly. I did a little outdoor play. That's I forgot. right. I forgot. It was a friend's, some, the parents of some friends of, of ours from UCB who were former actors in LA who are lovely, asked a gr mishmash group of like some older actors and some UCB friends to do this play called like the 10 Tombs. And it was just like a murder mystery set in the 50s. And I got to play a maid. It was a reading. It was not memorized, just like reading off scripts. But I got to play like a Marilyn Monroe maid type. So I, I, as I did the voice for you, it was just very. Oh, oh. you can't just say, Yeah, go do it, please. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know. Oh, I'm so sorry, Dr. James. And it was very fun. Oh. And it was, we, we did it outside um, at their house on a, at their, like in a patio overlooking Silver Lake Reservoir. And it was just so nice. It was so fun to perform and to just be around performers and people. And, and it was like a very lovely thing that I don't know if I'll ever do again, but it was very fun. It's fun when people take things seriously. 
Yeah. And just the, the thrill of somebody asking you to do something like that. Like it's really, I just, that doesn't happen that much. Yeah. Um, and I performing is so fun. So that was, I was like, what did I, I did something this I weekend, did something this weekend. And yeah, it's almost that as big it. as watching all the trilogy of the Bridget Joneses. <laughs> I think that is an impressive accomplishment and I want to copy it. We, we have so, you gotta, wait, yeah. go ahead. Sorry. You just, we, you, you, I, I'm telling you, you you should watch it. It's like uh, I would like to. You know, I feel very inspired to. And you know, I'm a bit of an anglophile. <laughs> but yes, you're right. We have so much news oh, to cover. Oh my god, we had to make a whole section <sighs> for this part of the news. I feel so comp. I have such complicated feelings about all of this Kanye news because one, yes. uh, uh, a friend of mine, Eliza Skinner, tweeted, "Why is the media reporting?" Kanye's opinions as if they are news when we know this person is struggling with mental health and mm-hmm. also tormenting other people with it. So it, it, I'm like, yeah, that is part of it. And we, it, it, this happens every two years for us that like we are just in a dark hole of a man who will fully delete everything that he says and and act as if he never said it or apologize and completely go back on it. So it's just been like weeks of this nonstop with, well, with Kanye, with Ye. And I do think like, uh, we, I think the way we were kind of aware of like the Balenciaga collab, like there's also this sort of like sinister piece that is, that is, yes, he's having a mental unraveling we also know he has an album coming out mm-hmm. and like the Donda two is about to come out and like, and a documentary I, he's pretending he doesn't want released. Like this is a person with a lot of irons in the fire as far as like things he would like people to purchase interest in him. That is important to garner and keep alive at this moment. Yeah. Do I think that that is like his full sincere thought process when he's like posting what he posts? Not necessarily, but it isn't, they are all connected. It it factors in for sure. It factors in. But having said that it does really affect our beloved Kim. And that I think is my reason for wanting to. Yes. Yes. To dive in. But it is complicated. I mean, in broad strokes, he made an Instagram post. I couldn't tell you what day it is. If Jess, if you have it, let me know. But he made an Instagram post about North being on TikTok and how she is on TikTok against his will. The way he words all of this, and I don't have it in front of me. I apologize. But the way it's worded is so controlling that he should be the one deciding everything that North does. It's yes. I'm trying to find it. It is, it is really rough. It's, (laughs) and it's, and it also like featured a, a screenshot of North. Yes. Like like, that was how dare my daughter be exposed like this. Like you put it. So he said, yeah, he, he writes, okay. Oh my God. This is, this is so stupid. So since this is my wait, hold on. I, there's so many of them. I can't even keep I up know. which one is which Jess, but he doesn't want North on TikTok. He talked about it. And then he, he says, since this is my first divorce, I That's need to right. know what I should do about my daughter being put on TikTok against my will being put on TikTok. We know that you can't stop these children from TikTok. Remember Mason and Pen- they, they all have their own TikTok accounts. Yes. Yes. It's 
this was so wild. And I think everyone was like, "Uh oh, and then Kim responded. Yes. Do you have that pulled up? Yes. So Kim, who we know does not like to weigh in and usually waits for it. It does seem to get a tipping to a tipping point set. She said, Kanye's constant attacks on me in interviews and on social media is actually more hurtful than any TikTok North might create. As the parent who is the main provider and caregiver for our children, I'm doing my best to protect our daughter while also allowing her to express her creativity in the medium that she wishes with adult supervision because it brings her happiness. Divorce is difficult enough on our children and Kanye's obsession with trying to control and manipulate our situation so negatively and publicly is only causing further pain for all. From the beginning, I have wanted nothing but a healthy and supportive co-parenting relationship because it is it is what is best for our children. And it saddens me that Kanye continues to make it impossible every step of the way. I wish to handle all matters regarding our children privately, and hopefully he can finally respond to the third attorney he has had in the last year to resolve any issues amicably. And then this motherfucker screenshots that. Looks like he, someone was going to make a reel of it, but it but it didn't happen that way. I don't know. It's like very, it's very, Kanye is very much giving me like my mom on Facebook, you know? <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. So Kanye responds with a screen cap of what that, what that statement was and says, what do you mean by main provider? America saw you try to kidnap my daughter on her birthday by not providing the address. <laughs> You put security on me inside of the house to play with my son, then accused me of stealing. I had to take a drug test after Chicago's party because you accused me of being on drugs. Tracy Romulus, stop manipulating Kim to be this way. Poor Tracy Romulus. She already got done dirty by that Splash Mountain photo. Uh, Also, did you know, is it true that Tracy Romulus does work with Lou Taylor? Like Lou Taylor oh, of the Britney conservative story. Mm-hmm. Oh, I haven't heard that, but I mean, could be. Yeah, absolutely. And then I mean, he just posted so many things. He keeps posting like news clips too. Like he posted a, a TMZ thing that says Kanye West shades Kim Kardashian over Northwest on TikTok, and someone wrote, "Correct it, Kanye West." Wants a say on how his children are raised, and Kanye says, "TMZ, my children are not a game to me." I needed an apology for how you tried to spin the narrative. You are not being a fair media source. You're picking sides <laughs> against the dad. This is why I'm like, it's giving me very much like moms on Facebook because it's like, it's clickbait, dude. You know, it's clickbait. Fair media. He it, in our Lord's year 2022 is accusing TMZ of not being a fair media site. <laughs> it's like, yes. This the company that we know Harvey Levin has built out of bribing valets and and flight attendants and hospital staff. Like, okay, so can I read Azalea Banks's? Yes, that response? Think that was really good. Because so Azalea Banks is problematic and has had some very problematic posts in the back, but in the past. But she put this up. Y'all are making way too many excuses for Kanye. This is the second time he has publicly bullied Northwest. First with the abortion shit and now putting her on blast on his Instagram page as if she is some sort of criminal. Kanye had no problem with that magazine cover where North had on a fucking belly top and purple eyeliner with her little buds showing Ooh, through the shirt. Don't, don't love like, that. Don't like didn't that. like saying it. Didn't like saying it. He thought it was fashion. You all said nothing. Aside from the fact that he's making it his business to try and wreck the mental health of the only person around to care for his children, their mother, 
while he gallivants the streets with dirty industry interns, druggy slut bags, don't love all this part, eating dirty steaks at Lower East Side dive bars and is clearly having rapid opioid slash heroin <gasps> come down withdrawal type outbursts. Y'all want to call it a mental health issues uh, issue. I have never once seen Kanye have this much smoke for any of his male adversaries. This is pussy ass deadbeat abusive black man shit and all... Y- all you trying to keep the cycle of plantation style shaming and embarrassing young black children for being kids or what the fuck is wrong with this toxic ass culture trying to accuse a mother of kidnapping her own child was Chicago's just supposed to be hanging out with him and Julia's horrible <laughs> cool sculpting while they get drunk and high so Julia can blow this is like so much meaner than I remembered it now that I'm reading it maybe maybe North <laughs> is looking for a fun escape because she has to look online and see her dumbass dad always talking shit about her mother and when Kim won't give him the attention he begs for he turns his anger on her by posting pictures to his Instagram talking about quote his will as if she is a piece of property and not a young black girl just trying to be happy for fuck's sake Kanye West is an abusive psychopath it's beyond mental illness stop trying to help him and start trying to help the poor child that he keeps on trying to embarrass and abuse publicly to garner sympathy for his ashy ass so, okay, so, so it's, not a, perf- ha- it's not a perfect <laughs> take it's not a perfect she makes not points. a perfect take Azalea I Banks. don't stand behind all of it. I don't stand behind all of it. Once you I've, started reading it, you're like, oh, I don't know if I can be reading it's this. It's like when you karaoke and you and you instantly are like, oh, should, this shouldn't have picked this, this song. Not shouldn't have picked this I can't song. do this. I can't do this. Yeah, uh, for a multitude of reasons. Yes. But yes. I thought it was an interesting take to add to the mix. Also, it's such a fascinating part because he keeps talking about the custody and what he's allowed to do. Like in another post he wrote, I want to bring my kids to my hometown of Chicago to see my bank. <laughs> basketball team play for 7,000 people and Kim is stopping that. How is this joint custody? It's like, because joint custody is my friend where you make agreements on who has the kids win and you probably haven't gotten to that part of your divorce yet. So you're just having to do it, you know, work it out. But like, clearly this is not your weekend. They have no custody arrangement, I would gather, you know, like they can't have a custody arrangement if he is withholding the divorce, which is what my understanding is. But then then we get to the Vogue shoot. Is that where you're headed? Oh, no, go ahead. Yeah, that's that's more important. (laughs) Okay. well, so then this is I mean, I can't even believe this has all been in essentially one week. So I saw his post first. And basically, Kim is on the cover of Vogue, and it, they, I've chosen myself is the like headline on the cover of the magazine. I didn't read the article yet. You read it. I read it. And it has... It's it just has sort of fo- like, I am just wanted to be happy for myself. I stopped, decided to stop pleasing other people. But there's like a lot of pictures of the kids. It's very funny because it's, it's very clear in the way that it's written that Kim Kim's children are outside playing without her. <laughs> and the nannies, are, multiple nannies are out there with the children. And the writer is describing the children's outfits that they have all been styled by Northwest, who is wearing a pair of Kim's old Levi's cinched at the waist. And it sounds like these, these and then th- they talk about how these kids are about to have meltdowns They're The witching hour is upon us. And then like <laughs> Kim walks out of glam and they're all like Chicago and dream dreamy wearing matching pajamas and pigtails screaming i've never had a boyfriend <laughs> kim's like you better <laughs> not so it just seems very like sweet and like kind of like but it's very clear 
the message is Kim is a mom who's trying to do things on her terms and make herself happy and she can do it all. Very clearly, that is the message. Doesn't seem that Kanye has an issue with the kids being featured. None of this. He just simply, what, Jess? He 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 reposts the photos and he puts in all caps, God, please bring our family back together. And this is a day after Julia Fox was on the podcast, (laughs) Call Her Daddy, saying that what they have is so special and they don't they their connection is so deep they don't even need monogamy that they can be with whomever they like and it's like ma'am you're i feel like you think you're in the middle of this and you're just you're in the orbit of it you're not yeah this is not centered you are you. you are a project the same way the documentary is a project the donda 2 is a project like this is how he feeds him his ego is by like he has to have i think a, a woman who is a project you know and that she is she is has a career in her own right and is like an established enough person but like it's a thing he's doing you yes. know it's it's a but yeah she said on the caller daddy podcast regarding all these posts about kim she says i'm sure there's still some residual feelings <laughs> yeah correct <laughs> god please reunite me with my family <laughs> and she said and that's normal it's human i know that he's with me now and that's all that matters he's with you and other people also he was at an event over the weekend with a woman with a not over the oh weekend this God, week this with, a kim, with a kim kardashian lookalike like truly 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 just he's just doing so 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 much but today he's the last straw all. for me jess what this one what? this one really i knew i was i had to be the bearer of bad news to you because i knew how this would strike you so he has taken uh, a screen grab of a headline from Rap C TV, one of the most prestigious news outlets in the world, Rap C TV. <laughs> and the headline is Billie Eilish dished, dissed Travis Scott at her concert after she stopped the show to give her fan an inhaler. I quote, I want for the people to be okay before I keep going. And Kanye. I wait. I wait. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Wait. And Kanye, I only say that because he. He's utilizing that word particularly. And Kanye says, come on, Billy, we love you. Please apologize to Trav and to his and to the families of the people who lost their lives. No one intended this to happen. Trav didn't have any idea of what was happening when he was on stage and was very hurt by what happened. And yes, Trav will be with me at Coachella. <laughs> but now I need Billy to apologize before I perform. Can I just just he really hates young female musicians who are successful and talented. I fully agree. I mean, he, cause she is not the first person who has since, you know, the Astroworld tragedy has made a point to stop a concert and say, is everyone okay? We want everyone to be okay. Like it happened. So many people. And I watched the clip of this, Jess. Me too. The clip is her literally being like, are you okay? Do you need an inhaler? Someone get an inhaler. And then she explains to the crowd, we're going to wait. She just needs a little time, guys. I want to make sure everyone's okay. She's not being like, like, unlike some people, there's none of that at all. Also, uh, Travis Scott, there's no way he likes that Kanye keeps bringing this up, right? (laughs) I know. Oh, my God. You're so right. Like, they are literally just waiting for this thing to be 
somewhat in the past. This nightmare that cost him, I mean, it affected victims one trillion times more than him, but stopped his entire career down, lost him every endorsement, every collab. Like he is pretty much in full hiding as is Kylie. And then here's Kanye at peak, peak visibility, <laughs> screaming about Astral World and Travis Scott. And I guess plugging that he's going to be at Coachella, which was not announced, I don't think. But Billy responds just an hour after the post. She wrote, literally never said a thing about Travis, was just helping a fan. That's how you do it. But that's how you do it, babe. I sometimes get lost in the comments because people's ability to still side with him when it's like, literally, you're fighting with no one right now. These people don't know you're alive. Also, you got to stop. She's 24 years younger than him. It's crazy of him to be like, and I won't play at Coachella if you don't apologize to me. Also, he apologize so he's the, just the, really quickly to understand the math of this he is withholding his performance at Coachella where she is also headlining by the way she he's gonna withhold his performance and until he gets an apology for what he thinks she said about Travis Scott. And it was clickbait that never happened. So he's mad because Rolling Stone's headline was Kanye demands apology from Billie Eilish over something that never happened was how Rolling Stone put it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, also, you want an apology from someone who was a teenager two months ago. Oh, it's so pathetic. And you I know, find it deeply pathetic. So pathetic. And there was one other comment that says... A responsible queen, and that is by Marcy Lane Two on Instagram. <laughs> my responsible queen, my teen queen. We love her. She's not gonna get. She's not gonna get bullied. She's not. And what she's if, look following in this if in the footsteps of a Taylor Swift. Their careers are nothing alike. She's saying, "No, Kanye, you don't get to bully other." female music legends it's literally her like the equivalent of being like whatever <laughs> oh my god do you think I mean, phineas will beat kanye up <laughs> <laughs> i mean this is the messiest of messy it it's is so, so messy it's Take so dumb and yeah it's it, it's exhausting to talk about this person so much and and while he's screaming about, I mean, I know why he's spinning out because Pete Davidson called Kim his girlfriend. <gasps> I forgot about this he's, and had like a cat had his like Kim Kardashian candle in the background. Yeah, he was like, "This will be the first Thanksgiving. This will be the first Valentine's Day I've spent in a, just with my girlfriend." And also, I when I keep thinking about it, like like Kanye is surprised that she doesn't just allow him to come by whenever he wants when he's literally written lyrics and about how he's going to beat up a man she is seeing now i'm not saying that he is going to do that but like he is putting it out there that there is a threat of violence so like why should you let him come and go also it's you don't just that's what happens when you get a divorce you don't just get to go no this is yeah. why this is such classic controlling yeah divorce stuff it's like yeah, you don't get to just come by. It, even though those are your kids, that's the point. They are also equally her kids. Oh, God. There was also a messier part that we were forgetting, Jess, where he said that she put a bounty out on his head and that... Oh, oh and then the whole thing about... Because he was saying that, like, she's, like, keeping his black 
children. Like there was oh, a lot of race stuff that I don't think we just I screenshot. Forgot. It's just so much, guys. Is the, the thing is, it's like for someone to like uh, to have such a complicated relationship with his race and then to like pull the card when it's convenient when he's also told other people that they're making the choice and also it's just fully pulled out of thin air that he is saying that kim is causing damage it's like they're living the same life they always live because you lived in wyoming dude and now just because it's not on your terms you're upset that that it's dead that you chose it's just the same as it's always been you chose this and that's it's I uh, yeah I, I feel like we are increasingly like the the windows are getting shorter and shorter between these like bursts but they're also getting like weirder and not necessarily connected like the Billie Eilish one it was like huh but yeah and then like the drug tests and bounty on my head it's just like who are you what what who it's not a good moment and again is very is increasingly tethered to the lead up to Donda 2. They I had know. a listening party this week that supposedly I think Kendall went to. Yes, yes, she was right? seen there. Yeah, and Travis Scott was there too. And oh, and by the way, Travis and Kylie had a baby. I, you know, we don't know yeah, what they, we, we, who It's cares. not that exciting. Here's the thing. <laughs> they should be laying lower. That baby should go into hiding. <laughs> well, speaking of going into hiding, should we move off of this family for sure. a second? Yeah. Uh, I did think this was interesting. I, I noticed it when I was at the theater and saw Jackass 2, that there was a poster. There, the, the push has begun for this movie, Death on the Nile, which is this movie that I people have maybe heard about. It was meant to be, along with some several projects, a huge Army Hammer vehicle. This was supposed to be his like giant vehicle with Gal Gadot. And obviously... Army Hammer pretty much imploded and his in this last year. For anyone who doesn't remember, I don't even know how to summarize it. Uh, just oh boy, let's just a lot say of drugs and and violence against women, assaults and, and uh, uh, questionable feelings about cannibalism. Not questionable. Feels like he people were like, did he eat someone? Did, has he murdered women and has he eaten their bodies? But we don't know that. That's not nothing substantiated know. except he, for some very credible allegations of abuse, assault. Um, got dropped by. Everyone, all his reps, everybody out in the Bahamas wild now and has since sort of vanished. So now the movie is coming. It's a Disney movie. Oof. It was very expensive. And so I saw this New York Post article about how this has become like the most awkward movie. I mean, this happens a lot now. You know, we've had like, I mean, there was that one Getty movie that they fully reshot because of Kevin Spacey with like a whole new actor. Oh. But they, so he's in the movie. They haven't cut him out, but it's not just, it's that also Gal Gadot has become like, not nearly as problematic, but is a bit of a, of a punchline because of the pandemic and her now iconic Imagine video um, where she got all her famous friends and has <gasps> talked about it in a couple interviews, still not fully seeming to understand. And then you've got, <laughs> it's not, and then you've got Letitia Wright, who is known from Black Panther and oh my gosh, what is his name? Russell Brand, who are both, I guess, openly anti-vaxxers. Russell Brand, like Katy Perry's ex. 
Mm-hmm. I was just surprised that he was in the movie more than anything. I know. But- the movie, the cast is like, I was looking at the poster being like, what a funny collection. It's a, uh, it's, it's, there's other people you would recommend or recommend, uh, recognize. But I will not recommend any of them. You will not recommend any of these, but it is now just like, I, I mean, I'm, it, people also oftentimes don't give a shit. But yeah, it was, I think, shot maybe even back in like 2018 or something. Like it, this has been, I always love like a kind of behind the scenes mess. Uh, of a movie and yeah so it was originally supposed to come out in 2021 it's been moved six times (laughs) i'm seeing a tweet that says it's finally happening february 11th starring a cannibal an apologist for ethnic cleansing and not one but two anti-vaxxers oh and sir ken in a funny mustache i don't i didn't know this a gal gadot i don't i don't understand the reference to ethnic cleansing in gal gadot Oh, uh, I assume that must have to do with like Israel stand. She's Israeli. I feel like she waded into that uh, oh somewhere boy. recently. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's just it's just uh, it's just gonna be very interesting. So so and it was saying in the same thing that who the there was murder on the Orient Express in 2017, which had Johnny Depp in it, and that was at like at, in the middle of their huge messy divorce, and it did not affect numbers, so it doesn't necessarily mean anything. But just a, a kind of a messy one coming out the gate, and I'll probably watch the hell out of it. No, really, me. I don't know. I kind of like uh, that has like I like that era. Oh, you're into like those Agatha Christie knockoff kind of just, things. I like that it's uh it's got kind of an Indiana Jones feel to it. I don't know. The, the the clothing style yeah yeah but it's an just, agatha christie right it's like a that's like yeah the, yeah probably the, <laughs> that probably because it seems like i don't have plans to see it i just said who knows maybe <laughs> i don't like those where it's like what's happening who killed who blah 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 it's like i don't care can we hurry up this movie <laughs> can we i don't care about who killed who in this in the oh, there can only be someone on the boat and it's like yeah 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 it's this is i've seen orient Ex- murder on the orient express so well you don't have to see it i'll see it for both of us i just don't believe you're gonna see it i probably won't i don't know why it never was supposed to sound this committed okay what else we have now uh, this is a bummer uh of a story man yes this is Jesus. so such a such a such a fall from grace. Yeah. Uh, speaking of. So the breakout star from season one of Cheer, Jerry Harris. Okay, you guys have been listening to a free preview of Ellis for Losers. Ooh, we hope you liked it. Oh, yeah. And if you did, you can go on over to patreon.com slash Ellis for Losers and you can sign up to listen to our full episodes mm-hmm. which are quite meaty <laughs> and we also will have our vintage recaps of keeping up with the kardashians oh it's fun we got a whole lot of stuff there for you you're gonna love what you find yeah it's <laughs> patreon.com slash l is for losers bye bye